right, it's your favorite radio show, TSN 690's Game Night OT. I'm Dave Kaufman, Kaufman Show, coming up at midnight. Tonight I am joined in studio by Mr. John Kakalakis, Mr. Jimmy G, and our very special in-studio guest. You've heard him call our show so many times, always adds so much to the program when he does. It's the chef from Montebello, Andrew Durkee. Welcome to the TSN studio. Thanks, buddy. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Good to have you here. Thank you. All the way from Montebello. Yep, all the way from Montebello. Which is in the news for uh, for very good reasons right now. Yeah, the Craft Celebration Tour is stopping off in Montebello. Okay. It's a great thing uh, that a young man I know in town started up uh, during the, the, the holidays, not the holidays, but during the playoffs between the Habs and Tampa Bay and sitting around watching the game, and everybody says, hey, we should try that TSN thing, because our skating rink is like just falling to pieces. And everybody's saying, yeah, yeah, Max, you should do that. You should get that letter out there, and you should actually do it. Well, he did. Three weeks later, got a phone call from uh, the people from RDS and TSN and Kraft saying that we had been uh, chosen from one of the 10 cities across Canada that are going to be chosen, and we already won an opening $25,000, which is just great for the town. How amazing is that? $25,000, which will help to uh, refurbish the town rink, which was built in the 1930s it's, and really looks it. It does. It, it It's great when the snow is all around it and the kids are actually on the ice. But when you look at it this time of year, you just wonder actually how we can actually get people on the ice in the wintertime. So Montebello has already won $25,000 along with the nine other uh, cities, towns, and communities. Which are they? Oh, just as quite a, all across Canada, we've got uh, Nanaimo, BC, there's Ottawa, there's uh, Holland, Manitoba, Spring Hill, Nova Scotia, Gardner, St. Andrews, New Brunswick, uh, Charlottetown, PEI. Some big, big cities actually. Ottawa, to, right? And Ottawa. Yeah. Montebello is 944 people in the town. It's also like 944 steps from Ottawa. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> I guess it's that they figure the, the, the Quebec border, I, they didn't take into consider, I would hope, things like that. It was made basically more the needs of the towns that actually who sent in their applications. Then there was over like fifteen or 1,600 different applications sent in. Amazing. Well, congrats to uh, to the town. And, uh, well, there's the TSN's going to be doing Sports Center, right, in the T- middle of August? That's right. TSN on the 15th of August will be in town with RDS. They'll be doing Sports Center from there. And, and we uh, all know what a scene that is. You see, always they show them with the, the hundreds of fans in the background. And that's it. And people with their hot dogs and their craft dinner and all day long and a whole bunch of t- different family activities. And I'm not quite sure who's coming, whether it's going to be Jennifer and uh, Dutchie that are going to be there, or it would be Kate and Nabil, I think, or okay. the other two. And they're all great people to start out with. I'd love to get Dutchie in town because I'd love to be able to grab him because they always give him some type of a, a job to do or different activities to do in town. Montebello is a kind of a quiet town, but we are a tourist town. Big on restaurants, big on hotels and stuff like that. So myself being a chef, if I can possibly grab him for an afternoon, bring him in the kitchen, make him sweat it out a little <laughs> bit, it would be a great thing. Well, so plenty, plenty of good golf in Montebello. Oh, I feel like great. that's... It is what it's great. known for, yeah, at least great, in my Well, it's known for the Chateau head. Montebello. Yeah, exactly. Fairmount Chateau Montebello, right. which is basically why we are such a tourist town. Summertime, the place is buzzing like crazy. It's a great place to be. In the wintertime... A little well, less you, so. A little less so. The, 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 the streets are rolled up, and you want to make sure you have that outdoor rink to actually get the kids out and have some activities. Because everyone knows, when you have healthy kids, you have a healthy town. Which is so important in this day and age. And uh, we're going to do everything we can to get people to go to craftcelebrationtour.ca. Exactly. And when do they have until, Chef? They can vote from now until tomorrow night, midnight, as many times as you want. And the greatest thing about it is it's free. You can do something for someone you don't even know. And it doesn't cost you a dime. 
but you'll hear about it afterwards, I can guarantee you. CraftCelebrationTour.ca. Let's help out the chef in the town of Montebello, where uh, TSN 690 comes in loud and clear. Oh, tell me about it, especially on Monday nights. And Well, I'll tell you, Chef, this is uh, this week is the third anniversary of The Kaufman Show on TSN and Team Radio. Is it already three years? It's been three years, yeah. It's- First show was three years ago on July 16th. And I think I really, really kicked in, and we made our little contact a little bit more personally, was after Gary Carter's death. Absolutely. And it was actually on that night, I think it was the first time I actually called into the show, and I'd listened to it from a distance and stuff like that. Because it's, 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 like I said to Jay, knowing that Jay is now working early on Yeah, he's Saturday doing the mornings, mornings now with Abe. I said, well, Jay, this is a little crazy. This is not in my wheelhouse. I said, your time <laughs> in the coffin is in my wheelhouse, because that's when I'm up and back from the restaurant. But I'm happy to get up and listen to him early on Saturday mornings, and he seems to be doing a great job. He's running the board, isn't he? He's running the board, exactly. And, uh, yeah, of course he's going to do a great job. He's Jay Farrar. Come on. Well, there, well, there you go. And, uh, Jay Farrar. And he was on anything. with me on CJD tonight on The Exchange. Yeah, so uh, if any of you are missing Jay, you can go to CJD.com and hear him rant and rave on the podcast. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, when well, when Gary Carter died, I think that was when I, I felt a lot – I mean – I don't know if I want to say friends. Yeah, I became yeah. friends with, with the, not just you, but there were several listeners that that reached out over the days and weeks following as well. Not just that night. I called but, in after Katie Hines. Yeah, knowing a bit about Katie Hines, I was sitting at home and I was just bawling my eyes out. <laughs> and Katie was just saying, "Why? Well, I, I hope I'm not the only one who feels this way." That's I right. Said, and Katie, you called and you, you said you weren't. That's right. That you really aren't the first, the only one that feels like this because he was such a great individual and the things he did for this town and he did for this for the baseball team itself. That was one of those nights, uh, Chef, that that really showed me the power of radio. Exactly. And that's exactly how I felt as well. They said that there were just so many different pe- people feeling the exact same thing and I didn't know how to get in touch with them or to hear about it or hear of these people, but you brought a lot of that across that night. And well, there was nowhere else to turn. There was there was only one place to go on your radio dial to talk about it, and, it and everybody radio. did. That's and it, it was uh, it was an incredibly difficult night. It was. I'll tell you, it was it was a very time, difficult night. I was on air for five hours that night taking oof. calls, and it was. Uh, but very therapeutic. Yes, absolutely. For myself personally, uh, I, I joked a couple of times that it was my one time I got to play Fraser Crane. Well, exactly. It was. It was. It was because it was a very emotional night. And so. came home and bawled, and, <laughs> and and joined the rest of the crowd because I couldn't do it on air. But as soon as I got home, man, I just let go, and yeah. that was a tough night. And as soon as I left, Mo Khan picked up right where I left That's off and it. took calls for another couple hours or a few hours. It was. This- uh, yeah, it was one of those nights that that, in retrospect. Thank goodness we have this radio station to be able to do that. Exactly, and even because this was time, before. It was, no, it was before the discussions began with with the CRTC and what that, was going to happen. It was before. It was before. It was before the That's merger. Right, it, it was before everything. But but wow! Thank goodness that exactly. that we had that opportunity. Because if it was fifteen years earlier, or ten years earlier, or five years earlier, it would I would have been one of those people calling in and listening and sitting there at home crying. It might have got swept under the carpet a little more because we didn't have the team nine ninety at the time. That's and it. Now it's six TSN six ninety. But it was a, like I said, it was a very, very memorable. And a lot of my friends just, I don't get it. Well, too bad for you, my yeah, friend. Yeah, well, that's it's it, right? It's unfortunate you don't get it. Right. And, and when I was a kid, I was listening to Haig and listening to Melnick. And if you didn't get it, then there was something wrong with you. But well, that's it. man, those it, of you who got a, it, you got, you got it. it. And it was really good. That's it. It, and, was a, uh, it was a great, 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 great event afterwards when we came down to, I think we had it at Hurley's, didn't we? The... The Gary Carter tribute. We evening. did, yeah, lovely night where we raised uh, over ten thousand dollars for the Montreal Children's Hospital for the Sarah right. Cook Fund. 
That was a great night. It was a very, very lots of rock and roll that night, huh? Oh, jeez, there was a lot going on that. (laughs) That was a fun night. I was happy I wasn't driving home after that one. You had us all sign a baseball that night. Yep, still have it at home. Like I said earlier, I I think that's the only autograph I've ever signed in my life. It's funny. A lot of people said that, and when I actually came up to Katie Hines and asked her. She just looked at me and she lost it. And she just started the ball, <laughs> and then I just felt like a jerk. I said, "What have you just done? You're just making this the biggest Expos fan cry in front of you, and you you didn't even mention Gary Carter. You just wanted her at her autograph to be for that special moment that we were all together that night." Got a tweet coming in here uh, at the Kaufman Show. It says, uh, "Listening from Arundel, went to boarding school in Montebello, eighty six, eighty seven, Presentation High School. Played hockey at that rink." So there you go. That's from Paul Legault. Paul, go and vote craftcelebrationtour.ca, craftcelebrationtour.ca. Montebello's already at twenty-five grand. let us get them to 100 Let's see what we can do. Let's get them to 100 You going to stick around for a bit, Chef? I'd love to if you guys don't mind. Yeah, we're going to talk a little ball. We'll, uh, you know, the Blue Jays lost uh, by a CFL score of 14-1 to <laughs> tonight. I'm standing firm in my belief that I jinxed the Blue Jays. When I had Alex Anthopoulos on a couple of weeks ago. It has started just about that time, yep. eh? Yeah, I will take all blame. And, uh, well, maybe next time I'm in Toronto, I won't I won't crow too loud about it. But from here, <laughs> I feel very safe saying I jinxed the Blue Jays. It's Game Night OT, TSN 690. We'll be right back. At the Hunter Meridian, where the great plains begin. Driving down a corduroy road. Weed standing shoulder high. Welcome back. It's 1117. Dave Kaufman, John Kakalakis, Jimmy G, and the chef, Andrew Durkee, joins us in studio tonight. Andrew's a uh, longtime listener and big fan of the station who is here uh, very nobly, I will say as well. Very late at night to have to drive back to Montebello, but he's here for a good reason. Montebello is part of the Craft Celebration Tour. They've made it down to the final 10, and they need your help, Montreal, and outlying areas, because I know this goes far. You know, I was able to pick up the station driving from Albany one night. Wow. Yeah. From Albany. Yeah. And, and I can get it in Brockville during the day, which means that you can get it much further than that at night. I know we still get it. It comes in really well in Ottawa as well. There After you go. That, I don't travel that much, but I know Ottawa comes in loud and clear. Well, even those of you uh, in Ottawa, yeah. why do you take a little pity on, uh, on, 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 wee little, on the small town Montebello? They need it more than you do. You guys got a lot of good stuff yeah, going on. For every two votes for auto, give one for Montebello. That sounds you never fair. Can, know. Is it one of those vote early and vote often type things? You exactly. can vote as many times as you oh, want? Oh, yeah, yeah, all day long. Okay. As many times as you want. All right, so I'll get home and I'll put in uh, <laughs> I'll put in a few minutes of hard work, Chef. I'll, a boy, I'll make it happen. But it would be so nice. Anything. Like you said before, it's so important for, for the youth to have somewhere to go and, and and to not be sitting inside playing the video games. That's it. They have to get out. And, I mean, for goodness sakes, we live in Canada. Yeah, I and mean, if every every small town can at least have a small rink, she's we're going to be in big trouble for hockey. The guys who were talking Good earlier point. this morning about soccer and why they feel that soccer, the Canada was really have a tough time getting into the World Cup because you don't see kids walking around with soccer balls, nope, playing soccer unless it happens to be really organized. Whereas 
you'll drive by any rink any time of year. And, and when kids I, are playing shinny. Kids are they're out there they're skating, and if there's a cement base, well, they're out there playing ball hockey. Right. And that's one of the things that Montebello really wants to get. If nothing else, with the money we already have, we're going to hopefully. And some fundraising that we do every year, we have our Winter Classic. We have six or seven teams of older guys from have been in town before. They'll come back. We'll play a, a hockey tournament for the weekend with a spaghetti supper and this and that. Just to raise, we pick up a thousand dollars or fifteen hundred dollars every year to push back into the skating rink, which pays our ice man, who I like to call him, who's Francois Perriot, who's just a, a great guy, and he basically works half the time for free. Hmm. They cover us a little. I bit. I think you see a lot of that in small towns, though. I think you have to. Yeah. Small towns with big hearts. That's what we are. Oh, like it's a beautiful we, town, and, and uh, you're a great uh, shining example oh, of yeah, it to yeah. come out here and-, and uh, Oh, I'm blushing now, my well, friend. Well, no, to, to trump it up, to come to Montreal and to talk about it, and I think that's very cool. You know, the main reason is this radio station is because you give people the, the time of day for community events like this. I mean, there's a lot of different radio stations, and I'm not going to go into names and stuff like that because that, that's not important. What is important are the people who do these things that you guys do do. And I think it maybe is because you came from such a small place, this radio station. being From our humble beginnings in Westmount. Exactly. And, I mean, <laughs> if you would have asked Melnick way back then, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't think he'd be working under the banner of TSN eventually. That's a good I mean, point. I don't know, but but that's a that's an interesting point. You're right. It, because the, but it's always been a community station. It, it's, well, that's it. It and was a station where we would all gather to talk sports before we had the rights to the sporting events. <laughs> that's right. I mean, like let's be serious that, here. Well, that's it. It it was the the essence of community radio. And uh, I think it's just so much more right now that you guys do have the the, the broadcasting rights for the for the Canadians. Because I mean. My station, my radio in the car, There's you're supposed to have a whole bunch of settings, AM and F. And, uh, I don't know how that works. It's AM 690. Oh, push that one. It's AM 690. Oh, <laughs> you push that one over there, and the girlfriend, oh, well, she has one program. Okay. She's entitled. She's entitled. You have to, to keep one. her happy, Chef. That's right. She has one. And, and it's the I Kaufman Show, I imagine. Well, oh, that's right. right. Well, of course. And I hope she's not listening right now because she'll be an angry camper, camper tomorrow morning. want to give you guys a quick scoreboard update here. Uh, Washington 6, Colorado 2, Detroit 3, Arizona 2. Bottom of the fourth in uh, Anaheim and the uh, Angels and Orioles are tied at 2. Bottom of the fourth in Seattle, up uh, 3-1 on the Mets. Got some finals here for you. Texas over the Yankees 4-2. San Francisco 7, Philadelphia 4, Dodgers 5, Pirates 2, Miami beat uh, Atlanta 3-1 and 10, White Sox 3, KC 1, Milwaukee 5, Cincinnati 2, Minnesota 4, Cleveland 3, and I saved the uh, the most interesting one for last, Boston 14, Toronto 1. You're not a Jays guy, are you, Chef? I know you're a big Expos fan, but... No, it's, uh, I feel a bit like Josh George's. I just couldn't go down that road. <laughs> no, to... but that's the Leafs. That's a totally different animal. Yeah, I know. The Blue you know Jays, there's none of that animosity. There was never that hatred between the Expos and the... And I'm about to get a bunch of tweets at the Kauffman Show saying they voted to contract us. I have a little bit of the same thinking like that. Maybe I should get over it after this amount of time. When I had the conversation with the uh, vice president of business operations for the Blue Jays, and he said to me, that was the previous ownership and what we would do to press the uh, the erase button on that and fix that. Well, then I'll take your word for that. Because uh, and it, it was a it was great as well when they came and played against. I was the Mets. shocked how much of an ovation they got. I was shocked that it was Madame's et Monsieur Accueillant no Blue Jays. <laughs> how true! And the crowd went wild. And the Alley Cool, the shortstop Jose Reyes, and everybody flipped out. Oh, and I'm sitting there in the front row of the dugout, going, 
get off my field. <laughs> get out of my dugout. This is weird. Where's Yuppie? And that's the thing. I don't hate the Blue Jays, but I'm not. they're not my team. I don't have a team. I'm sitting here, and I've got the standings open in front of me, and I don't have a team, and I'm okay with that. And I haven't I have had teams a team I like. Either. I have teams I like, but, you know, I, I had uh, Ben Christensen on the show last week and was saying to him that I really hope that Oakland wins for him. That'd be great. Yeah. I won't go out and drink champagne if Oakland wins the World Series. <laughs> well, that's it. I've gotten to the point. I like more different players. Sure. And it's the guys who are out there like Trout. Right. And everybody loves Just amazing, Trout. but it's amazing to watch Trout. Exactly. He's worth staying up late to watch. And the Angels are on our screen right now. And it's great to that but, Mike Trout's on our TVs right now. But he would look good in red, white, and blue, though. He would. Jeez, he be, would. I mean. But frankly, I'd take the Colorado Rockies right now. I'd take anything. Kansas City. They're just they're dreadful. Well, <laughs> Kansas City would be an okay team, but Colorado's a, a team that's in just deep, deep disarray. The the fans are trying to get the owner to sell the team right now in Colorado. The oh. fans keep writing complaint letters about I don't know different things like, oh, I drove nine hours to come see the Rockies play and they lost nine nothing. Uh, I spent six hundred dollars on tickets and the owner emailed the guy back being like, well, maybe you should find a different team then. Wow. Yeah, classy stuff. Really? Classy stuff. Yeah, one one email back to a fan insinuating that maybe they should sell and move the team somewhere else that the city of Denver doesn't deserve these type deserve them. Can you th- oh. It's almost Loria-esque. Well, that's what I, I was feel like say. if, if uh, social media was more prevalent back in the day, we would have seen more snapbacks from Samson and Loria. Oh goodness, probably. Now they now it's all managed. Now they know better. They would, they got would. their sweet deal in Florida, but yeah, I feel like there would have been some better. I remember some back and forth in the stands with David Sampson. Oh, really? Yeah, just a couple here and there. Uh, people would come down and be belligerent. Oh. Sampson would yap back. Well, you know, when you pay your picket, your ticket price, you're basically allowed to do anything you want. Well, I wouldn't say you have carte extent. blanche, but yeah, you have up into... It's uh, sort of that, you know, the right to swing my fist ends at the tip of your nose type thing. That's it. As long as security guards <laughs> don't have to get involved, I think you're pretty good with it, though. But I'll tell you, I, one thing I do feel is, um, I guess it's empathy. For the Blue Jays fan fan base right now, because last year they thought they were going to win the World Series, but the team started terribly. It was done from from the end of April. They knew they were out of it. This year, things were looking quite good. But are they ever going to get it through their head that they have to have Dicky pitch when the roof is closed? I, I don't know how much science is behind all this. I don't know. Because I, I mean, don't know. The knuckleball is already a mystery to me anyways. Right. I think it's a mystery to Dickie, too. And I think maybe uh, the knuckleball in the NL East was different than the knuckleball in the AL East. That could be as well, because the hitters are not the same at all. So, got, you... And Dickey had his one magical season, and they can't be relying on Dickey for everything. That, that well, Marlo- the, the Blue Jays have a pretty decent ball club. It's not just R.A. Dickey. You can't be relying on the knuckleballer. Then you start asking yourself, is it, is it the direction of the team? Is it the coaching of the team? The managing of the team? Because, I mean, they've got all the players there. I mean, oh gosh, I'd love to have that team in Montreal right now. Even though they are sucking right now. They released Sergio Santos today. Oh, designated them for assignment. Yeah, which they probably should have done in April when he was giving up eight runs a game. But they've, they've had those tendencies to wait on bad pitching and not to, not to know what to do with it. Ended up back in the minors. And they end up wasting arms. I like what Terry Haig says. Keep Kawasaki up. He yeah. brings up the spirits of that team. He, I know he only hits 220, but he hits the right 220. <laughs> well, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, coming up after the Jimmy's update, we're going to uh, talk about our conversation with uh, Chris Ome, who was the lawyer for Brian Stowe, the San Francisco Giants fan who was severely beaten. There was just a... Uh, 
four, nearly $14 million reward or award to Stowe in the case. So we'll talk about that. We will uh, discuss Montreal on the road. You should follow them on Twitter. Guy and his girlfriend that are heading around the U.S. wearing Expo stuff, promoting the cause, and going to a ball game in every major league park. Oh, how cool is that? Chef, one more time, please promote the Craft Celebration Tour. Everybody, if you can, just help, jump on your computers, go to craftcelebrationtour.ca. You'll have the, the different cities that are up there for voting. Click on to Montreal. Click on as many times as you want. Montebello. Oh, excuse me, Montreal. Montebello. <laughs> I'm just looking at the Montreal sign in front of me. Montebello. And because we really need all the help we possibly can. Like I said earlier, we're 944 citizens who, who live in that little tiny wow. little town. And we've got some big, steep competition. So we need every little vote that we possibly can. CraftCelebrationTour.ca. Thank you so much for joining us, Chef. What a Thanks, pleasure guys. to have you in studio, man. It was man. my pleasure, and you guys are the greatest. Don't be a stranger. You come by anytime. Thanks, guys. This is Game Night OT on TSN 690. Dave Kaufman and Jay Farrar here with you. A very interesting guest coming up next. Our thanks to Jay Farrar for arranging it. His name is Chris O'May. He's a lawyer with uh, Girardi and Keys, which is the same law firm as uh, as if the famous Aaron Brockovich. And uh, Chris was involved in uh, securing the uh, the the uh, what was awarded to Brian Stowe, the San Francisco Giants fan who was severely beaten, who almost died and uh, whose life will never be the same after attending a Dodgers-Giants game and being beaten up in the parking lot at Dodger Stadium. Chris Ome, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Hey, Dave. Hey, da- hey Jay. No problem. Uh, thanks for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure, and it's a, a case that we've been paying attention to, uh, I guess, pretty much from the day that your client was beaten within an inch of his life. That's right, almost three and a half years ago, can March you, 31st, 2011. Yeah. Can you take us through the story, please? Sure, no problem. Well, he attended the uh, the game. It was go- home opener, uh, March thirty first, two thousand eleven. They were avid Giants fans. Um, four of them went down. They traveled down from San Francisco. Uh, they were all paramedics as well. Um, Brian had two kids. He was divorced, but it was an amicable divorce, and uh, came down. They from uh, pretty much from the get go. They were heckled the whole time, and there's you know a difference between heckling and you know someone threatening our life. Anyways, long story short, they're heckled inside the stadium. They leave at at the end of the night, and they're going. They're not really that familiar with the parking lot or the area. They stayed at a hotel nearby, and um, they're responsible enough to take a cab there. They weren't drinking and driving or anything like that. And they were. Dodger Stadium is kind of unique because. It's the only stadium that has a parking lot of that size, and it is an absolute mess to get out of there. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever been, but it is crazy. The the cab line is long. Everything is kind of crazy. One of the reasons they're so notorious for people leaving early. Exactly, exactly. So they were trying to find their way out of the parking lot, and at the same time, um, Marvin Norwood and Luis Sanchez, along with... Sanchez's sister, and um, who was also dating Marvin Norwood, and she had with her uh, Sanchez's uh, little boy. They were they were also at the game, and they were sitting in a different section uh, from Stowe inside the stadium. But they were heckling fans from the second inning. And again, this wasn't just normal heckling. Uh, they started throwing peanuts. One of the worst things about this is Sanchez was teaching his little kid to throw 
peanuts at other people and swear and blah, blah, blah. Wow. And all this is against Dodger policy. There, we had a, a ton of witnesses saying there was no security around. Sanchez and Norwood start a big fight at the end of the game inside. No security around. There's another fight, a section over. Nobody responds. And it just goes on and on from the second inning. And, and Sanchez was obliterated. He was in, so intoxicated. Uh, started uh, fights with a few other folks before um, happening upon the, the Stowe group. He was parked in parking lot number two, and that's where Brian and his three friends were walking by. Prior to seeing uh, Brian, he was uh, smoking marijuana and drinking in the parking lot, and then just any Giants fans that would come by, he would just try to assault or push. Wow. And that's what happens when Stowe walks by, and he pushes him and his friends and punches actually one of them. And they're paramedics. They don't want to get in trouble, you know. And they're they're backing off. Hey, forget it. Uh, and they move away. And then Dorian Sanchez, who was getting in the car, says, oh, they're talking crap, which I was highly doubtful that that actually happened. And I think the jury believed that. Uh, so they chased after them and then uh, basically uh, assaulted them again, came around with a haymaker. Brian didn't even see it coming and hit him on the side of the head from the back. And he fell and smacked his head on the ground. And then he started you know, bleeding out of his ears and um, you know, sustained a massive brain injury. Right, and, and has not been the same since and was... was beaten within an inch of his life, and um, the last that I had heard w- was doing better. He's able to speak a little now, right? Well, they i got to tell you, this recovery is actually remarkable. We had uh, one of the um, treating doctors, Dr. Zada, um, from County USC, who's phenomenal, um, brain surgeon, and he, was, he told the jury that you know, his life was touch and go. Uh, the family didn't um, think he'd make it. The doctors didn't. And he was on a, in a medically induced coma for about 30 days. Um, and they had to perform a craniotomy, which um, which means that you remove part of the skull because of the severe swell, right. swelling. And uh, he actually came out of it. Now, of course, cognitively, he'll never be the same. I, I think he's, I guess the equivalent of maybe, you know, a teenager, his level of cognitive wherewithal. Um, and the other bad thing is what happens in these type of brain injuries, the brain sends signals to the joints and so on and, and cause what's called heterotopic ossification, which means that the the um, tissue around the joints actually turns to bone. So he can't, he can't move. And that's the reason why he's in a wheelchair. Uh, we're in conversation with uh, Chris Ome. He's a prosecuting attorney with Girardi and Keys, uh, and he was responsible for uh, making sure that Brian Stowe, the Giants fan who was seriously injured in an altercation at the Dodger Stadium parking lot, was awarded $13.9 million. Dave Kaufman and Jay Farrar. Chris, it, obviously the prosecution, um, you guys concentrated on the lack of security over at Dodger right. Stadium. I mean, that that was your main argument. Um 
Now, when I first heard about this story, I'm thinking that this is at a Oakland Raiders and San Francisco 49ers game. I'm thinking, this: how could this happen at a baseball game? It's not England versus Poland in a soccer match. Uh, and you're talking about there were even before the game was over and that the before the altercation took place in the parking lot, uh, there were several fights inside the stadium during a baseball game. Um, how bad is it getting in that area? And, and, and how much did that help your argument? Well, it's interesting, Jay, because, you know, for years under, and this is the, the older Dodgers. I'm not talking about the new Guggenheim group um, right. with Magic Johnson. This is, this is McCourt. McCourt's yeah, yeah. And um, what had really happened since the O'Malley's left is this, and I think generally in society there's been an uptick in fan violence, but Chavez Ravine uh, got worse and worse. There were gangs at the coming to the stadium. Uh, we had evidence of that in the trial too. Just more and more fights. And one of the most intense rivalries in baseball, believe it or not, is the Giants and and the Dodgers, and it goes back well over 50 years. And and it's funny during the research that we did, we had uh, a ton of experts and. Um, and the case, and actually shows that um, baseball fans are more likely, slightly more likely, um, to cause violence than football fans. Now it varies wow. year to year, but that completely kind of shocked me. You know, being baseball, basically a pastoral sport, that kind of thing. Um, but I think it's it's a, it's the type of fan that the McCourt reign was kind of pandering to. You know. They they had all these drink specials. They didn't really do anything. There were examples of years and years of, of security being apathetic towards people starting fights. So I think a lot of folks who wanted to cause trouble, you know, saw that, hey, look, let's go to a Dodger game and let's have fun, you know. That's terrifying. Uh, wrapping up with Chris Omey. Chris, uh, you managed to secure a, a $13.9 million settlement for your client. Will this allow him to... Uh to be taken care of for the rest of his life? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. And, and you know, a lot of times what you can do with that money is you put it in a, an annuity so you, you can take care of him for the rest of his life. And uh, he's already had terrific care so far. Uh, and I think, um, yeah, and just to, to clarify, the original, the verdict was about, it was almost $18 million, And what happens was certain parts of the award is, are a portion because the Dodgers were found 25% liable. Right. And that's why it's, it drops down to that that number. But, oh, yeah, for sure. And the, the family's um, ecstatic, especially these type of security cases. They're rarely won um, because it's very difficult to prove that there was inadequate security. Uh, and the Dodgers haven't had a verdict um, against them in 35-plus years. And it's already changed um, – the way they're doing business, and it's kind of already sent um, shockwaves through um, the different owners in in the U.S., especially to kind of take a second look at their security. Chris Omey, the uh, lawyer for Brian Stowe, uh, prosecuting attorney with Girardi and Keys. Thank you so much for your time tonight. We really appreciate it. And uh, local boy done good, huh? Yeah. Well, pleasure is all mine, guys. I really appreciate this. Next time you're uh, back in Montreal, come join us in studio. Absolutely. Thank you. Take care, guys. And let's now bring in our next guest. His name is Gabriel Morissette. You can follow him on Twitter at Montreal on the Road, MTL.
on the road. Gabrielle and his girlfriend have been uh, crisscrossing the United States of America doing something I've always wanted to do. Take a summer and go to every ballpark in the bigs. Now, I had this idea a long time ago. It's by no means an original idea. But Gabrielle and his girlfriend have really taken a cool angle on it. They are supporting the Expos the whole way through. They're wearing their Expo stuff at all the stadiums. And uh, there was a minor hiccup this week, which I'm sure Gabrielle will tell us about. But uh, back on the road and things are going well. Bonjour, Gabrielle. Hi, how are you guys doing? We're very well. How are you? Uh, we're doing better these days. <laughs> well, and why don't you tell our listeners about that? You guys started out on the trip, and then during the All-Star break, you had a little bit of a car problem, right? Yeah, uh, it all started before the All-Star break when uh, we had a rain check in Washington. So we had to go back to Washington, and uh, on the way back, um, our car transmission broke down. And, um, you know, we were, we were on a side budget, but we, we gave a big uh, shout-out on Facebook and Twitter, and... Uh, we raised enough money to repair the, repair the transmission, and we should be uh, out of Bristol, Tennessee by tomorrow. You can always depend on the kindness of strangers, especially when there's a, an Expos fan involved, Gabrielle. What inspired you and your girlfriend to start this and to, to go on this voyage? Uh, it's a big mix of things. First of all, we're both um, big history buffs. Um, Adri is uh, studying history at UCAM, and I'm a history teacher. And we're also a um, big fan of baseball. Um, I didn't play a lot, but Adrien did play a lot of football, and both of us uh, decided to join um, our passion of baseball, history, the United States. Plus, with the big hype of um, the last year and years to come of the um, people all joining together to bring back baseball to Montreal. Now, when you, uh, how old are you, Gabrielle? Uh, we're both 24. You're both 24. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so you 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 were a kid when they left. You were 14 years old when the Expos left. Exactly. We're, we're really young, so we represent, uh, like I said, kind of the last generation that's really known the Expos. Uh, we, we didn't know the 94 uh, season. I was five years old. Right. So um, I like to say that to people we meet, so they don't only think that it's old, only older people that remember the Expos. Younger people, I got a lot of friends my age remembering the Expos and supporting my, my project. Did you go to uh, like a lot of games with your parents or with friends at the end? Uh, I didn't go a lot because uh, baseball don't run in my family, hmm. but uh, I, um, I was a big uh, fan of watching it on TV, uh, following the stats. Uh, we, we had newspaper every day, so I followed the team a lot in the last years. We're in conversation with Gabrielle Morissette. Gabrielle and his girlfriend are uh, touring across the United States right now, trying to get to every ballpark in the major leagues uh, throughout the summer of 2014, and they're doing it to support the Expos, Dave Kaufman and Jay Farrar. Gabrielle, you mentioned that you were on a tight budget. Did you have to trade any of your valuables in order for the trip to keep going? (laughs) Um, No, luckily we, we didn't have to. Um, but we've been doing some trading uh, since we began. Uh, we brought with us a few uh, Expos T-shirts uh, that we bought online, and we're trying to trade them um, for uh, local team stuff. So we got this guy who gave me a Phillies T-shirt for an Expo T-shirt. Well, as, uh, as long as he didn't give you Tony Tarasco in that trade. <laughs> Don't give up yeah, anything right. valuable. It's cool. funny. When I saw you, Gabrielle, I saw you tweet last week that uh, I'm at the game in Philly. Does anybody want to trade Philly's jersey, a Philly shirt for an Expo shirt? And I thought, oh, God, I hope this kid makes it out alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, 
people were were thinking it's funny. And uh, when we had the t- with the t-shirt trade, uh, some other guy came up to us and said, "Hey, do you want this hat?" They had, yeah, pe- people are really supporting the project. And even in places like Baltimore, when uh, we don't feel like um, you know the Expos didn't play a lot against Baltimore because of the National League and American League, right. but mm. so many people came to us and were like, "Hey, we love the Expos." And uh, you you go you should go see there's a plaque where uh, O. Henry Rodriguez got the long, one of the longest home run at Camden Yard. So people are really nice to us and nobody's questioning our uh, intention. No, and and nor should they be. It's uh, it's one thing to go through a bunch of stadiums as a fan of a team that still exists, but y- you get a lot of sympathy I find from uh, my experiences of going to different parks since the Expos have left. Is that it's always been a very positive experience. Yes, exactly. I, I think that nobody wants to lose a sports team. And um, we, we can't wait to get to Seattle because Seattle lived the same thing when they lost the pilots. And the people in uh, D.C., some of them told us, like, you know, we didn't want to steal your team. We just wanted <laughs> to get baseball again. So in, I think there's no hard feeling against uh, Washington by any of the, uh, anyone in Montreal. So. No, it's not, uh, it's not the people's fault. If anything, we can blame uh, old ownership, and, and it's people here that are the reason the Expos aren't here, not the, uh, not the fine people of Washington, D.C. We've got a couple of minutes left with Gabriel Morissette. Uh, follow him on Twitter at MTL on the road. They, uh, they blog and tweet bilingually of their uh, their trip which i think is really really cool gabrielle where are you looking forward to to getting to like what's your favorite park or what's the one that you've always wanted to go to um i w- i'm a i'm secretly a yankees fan oh, that's gabrielle. not a popular uh, oh, thing oh, to oh, say oh. in the united states but <laughs> i was really happy to get to the, uh, the new yankee stadium because i've been to the old yankee stadium before they got they shut it down and uh, i was happy to get there but uh, one of the places we both really look forward to is um, Oakland, not because of the re- recent rumors, but uh, we plan to sit in the general admission area. And, you know, there's, there's those fans that bring um, drums and flags, a little bit like soccer fans, to the games, and they, they told us they'll be waiting for us, and we're going to have fun with those guys. That's wonderful. In fact, one of, uh, one of my frequent guests on, uh, on my TSN show is one of those people that's in Section 149 in Oakland. So I'll, uh, yes. I'll send you a DM after the show, and we'll hook you two up so that you can have uh, quite the fete when you get down to Oakland, uh, Oakland, California. Gabrielle, uh, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And uh, would you please check in with us a little later in the summer and let us know how the trip is going? Yeah, sure. We'll talk again, uh, maybe in Oakland. A hundred percent. You give us a call when you guys are in Oakland, and uh, we'll keep in touch. In the meantime, uh, living vicariously through the Twitter feed and very much enjoying it. All right. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Bonne chance. Best of luck. Uh, really appreciate it. That's Gabrielle Morissette. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next Monday. Listen up, kid. It's not what you think. Stayed out too late. Had a little too much to drink Walk home, cross the bridge When the marquee shut down There's a reason that I love this town Nobody cares how much money you have If you've got enough to get in a cab There'll be drinks on the house If your house burns down There's a reason that I love this town I saw your band in the early days. We all understand.
shot the shit with miniature Tim. If he needs a tune, then I'll write one for him. We like the same books and we like the same sounds. There's a reason that I love this town. I played a show in Kelowna last year. Said, pick it up, Joel. We're dying in here. Picture one hand clapping, then picture half that sound. There's a reason that I hate that town. If you saw Down in our soup, some French restaurant. I saw Riviera de Lune last night at the tour. We burnt the place to the ground. There's a reason that I love this town. There's a reason that I love this town. There's a reason that I love this town. to the Kaufman Show on TSN 690. For Jay Farrar, I'm Dave Kaufman, and we'll see you next week. Yeah. I don't know. What'd that sound like?